friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know, I see. I keep saying content, and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they want to create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy, they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sitap, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hello, hello, friends. We're back with female founders. We are so excited to to keep sharing these stories with you today. But yeah, we're really excited to have Stacy on from Blends. Hey, welcome. Let us tell us a little bit about your business, what you sell, and the name of your business, and where you're located. Okay, so my name is Stacy Ventura, and I am the founder and creative mind behind Blends. Um, We are in uh, Reisterstown, Maryland, which is just north of Baltimore, and we sell all natural bath and body products, uh, soy candles, some aromatherapy jewelry. Um, and then we also have a small boutique where we bring in some other small brands that complement things that we, um, you know, that we make. So we like to feature, you know, some small businesses that are very similar to our size and what we do. And yeah. Yeah. And your aesthetic and kind of wellness, your vibe, I guess. Wellness yeah. oriented, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. But also somewhat gifty, right? Like a gift shop? Yeah, we do. We carry things like handbags and some other jewelry. I think the earrings that I'm wearing right now are from the store. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, so like handbags, jewelry, some like signs and pillows and things like that, you know, to kind of just make it more well-rounded. So it's not just all wellness products, but it's a little bit of a gift, a gift shop when you come in. Yeah. Are you you a maker? Do you manufacture for your products? We do. We We manufacture um, our bath and body products um, and our soy candles and our aromatherapy jewelry. And um, we just started like very small, just making, you know, essential oil blends and lip balms and um, some body scrubs, things like that, body butter. Sunscreen, I think, right? Too, don't you do? Well, we don't do sunscreen. Bug spray. spray. Yeah. 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 Bug spray Mm -hmm. and like after sun serum. Um, Yeah. So we just started doing like 
small things. And then we kind of just have added things on little by little, you know, to where we are today. Amazing. So brick and mortar, plus you sell direct to consumer via e-commerce. Do you do any wholesale or any other sort of platforms? We do. Yeah, we sell wholesale as well. And we started with um, with just direct to consumer on our online website. And then we added in wholesale. And then the brick and mortar kind of came a little bit later. Um, we just kind of did like a temporary thing just to try it out to see if it would be a good fit and work for us. And it, you know, we found that with what we make, people like to smell it and try it and see how it feels and smells. So it the the brick and mortar worked well. And so we kind of, you know, ran with that once we mm-hmm. kind of put our toes in the water to check it out. Yeah, you're doing a lot of different things then, right? Because you are your own manufacturer, plus you have your own, you know, wholesale and direct to customer, plus you're a reseller and right. you um have a, a local brick and mortar. So lots of elements. So how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) It depends on the day, (laughs) the hour. It's good. It's good. It's, um, it takes a lot of, um, energy and a lot, it's a lot of moving parts to kind of keep straight in my brain. Um, but it's going well. And I feel like as, I move forward. I'm finding like better strategies to kind of manage things and to keep things, you know, a little bit more organized. Um, definitely a work in progress. I think it will always be a work in progress, but but it's going well. So. Yeah. And your and, brick and mortar isn't it just a little over a year old? The the one that we currently have is okay. a little over a year. Yeah, we had one before, so we we had the little temporary thing that we tried and we liked that, and that was just like through the holidays, and then. We opened a store, or we were about to open a store um, in uh, Ellicott City, which is um, about 20, 25 minutes from where we are currently. Um, and we built out our space and brought moved all of our stuff into our space. And two days after we um, moved it all in, there was a terrible, terrible flood, a flash flood in the town and literally washed our entire store and all of our merchandise and all of our furniture and fixtures and everything was literally gone in like an hour. So, um, was that in 2020? That was in 2018. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, so then we just kind of like, I don't know. Um, you know, I just felt like as a, as a maker and someone who just feels the need to like keep going. So I just said like, okay, let's just keep making, let's just start making stuff again. So we just started making and, um, we, did like every fair and event that we could possibly find to just keep some kind of income coming. Um, and we eventually opened another little location in Ellicott City, but um, it was beautiful. But the town is, was really struggling at the time to still like come back. Um, half, like more than half the street was still closed. And so we kept that spot for just a, a year and it just wasn't working. And then I had been looking at the spot that we're in currently for like, I don't know, five or six years. And so um, I said to my husband, let's just kind of like, let's close our store. Let's focus on wholesale and we'll focus on our online store. And then if a brick and mortar is meant to happen, it will happen. And so I said, he said, okay, let's, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And we closed our store in Ellicott City. And literally like a week later, I got a call from my current landlord who said like, I had literally been bugging her for like six years. Like if that space ever becomes available, I want it. She's like, I know. 
I'm like, no, it's me again. I really, she's like, I know. (laughs) So finally she said like, it's available. So that was in 2019. And then we were supposed to move in in February of 2020 and then COVID. Hmm. So then Mm -hmm. that got pushed back. So that was a long answer too. Yes. Our store is just a little over a year old. We opened our current store in um, July of 2020. So it was um, a year old in July, this past July. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that story because it just shows, you know, the transition of going from kind of just brick and mortar. Brick and mortar is its own little, you know, animal of its own. And and that is the way it always happens, is that it's just like, you know what, let's just release it to the universe. Let's see what happens. And then a phone call. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Throws it up in the air. I was like, wait, that wasn't supposed to happen. (laughs) But I had been like waiting for the spot for so long. Like there was no way in the world that I wasn't going to take it. I at least had to try it. That's kind of how it works. And I felt like a lot of the having to close our store in Ellicott City when we just didn't have the traffic, it felt like a huge failure to me at the time. You know, you never want to have to kind of like give up on something that you're, you're working so hard for putting so much money and effort into. But I knew that I didn't want it to like pull down the other parts of my business and it was starting to do that. And so I kind of had to just like release it. And now looking back, I know that like that little piece right there, that was like a really pivotal, like great moment of learning for me. Um, but it, at the time it was very difficult to say like, yeah. we're closing our store, you know? I yeah. think that's a huge takeaway right now for the listeners that are joining us and listening um, is that there's like what you said is that you realized it was pulling it pulling you down in other ways, right? Like you couldn't grow other aspects of your business because this thing was sort of dragging you down. And a lot of times we see that whether we are teaching you all bestsellers and thinking about products that aren't selling, but somehow we're really attached to them and we won't let them go. Um, Or there's certain... Sometimes it's our own business, Mm -hmm. right? Like it might be the actual business that's not working or it might be a way of doing business. So I think that's something I'd love for everyone listening to kind of just think through and be like, you know, because it is scary. I I did the same thing in my business, you know, four or five years ago where I was like, there's no way I could ever run this business differently than the way I'm running it. And then I was forced into that change. Like you yeah. had the flood, my main person left and I was like, well, I'm going to have to figure something out and it forced the change. But then looking back, I'm like, it was, it feels so relieving that it happened and that it was able to happen, but it, we yeah. hold on so tightly sometimes to things. Yeah. And and it per- propels you in like in a different direction, but obviously that's the direction that you were meant to go in. It's the direction that I was meant to go in. Um, the space that we have now, I mean, when I think back to like our old space, I think of it like a little baby, like, oh, it was so cute. Like, you know, <laughs> like when we, you know, if we did like a couple thousand dollars in sales in a week, we would be like so excited about it. And now I think like, oh my God, poor little store. Like I was trying so hard, but it just, you know, it just, I had to let it go. Um, and it was scary. And like I said, it was very hard at the time. Um, yeah. I think that sometimes when we're entrepreneurs, we see them as failures. But the thing is that the real entrepreneurial spirit is being able to move forward and pivot how we need to pivot. You know, sometimes it's really big pivots like like what you said, closing a store, you know, even for everything, for everybody. Sometimes it's like, you know, um micro pivots instead is what we call them too, when they're just they feel smaller and easier and, mm-hmm. you know, little tinier shifts. But for 2020, we all had like the big shifts, you yeah. know. Um 
but now it's like different, different, I don't want to say problems, but kind of in a way, right? Different challenges and different levels and different paths. I feel like, because we, I don't think we mentioned, but Stacey's in the mastermind with us. And so Uh I feel like this is something we're kind of challenging you on again in the mastermind, because this is a hard year. Like, and I know we've talked about this on a personal level, but like, we're not sure if our kids are in school or out of school. We're not sure if kids are going to get sick or, or school's going to shut down. We're going to get sick. If people, we're having a lot of people in our masterminds right now are having difficulty with their team because people are getting sick. Yep. Um, which is more than last year, right? Because we were trying to get back to normal. Right. Last year, we were really navigating it. and We thought that was something, but it's, it's changed. And we so, thought it was temporary. Yeah. <laughs> which I feel like you're butting <laughs> yeah. up against too, Stacey, because you're like, yeah. I thought this was going to change and be over, but now it's kind of new new things. And so we've talked to you because you have this challenge of this physical store that the doors need to be open and someone needs to be manning it. Plus there's your business, plus there's your personal life. And so it's almost like this other transition of the way you've always done business versus like what will work for this season, what will work for right now, because we're all kind of just trying to step through all of this right now. Yeah. Last year was, you know, we were all going through this time where we were like, we don't know what's going on. Um, and there were a lot of challenges and we were navigating through them, working through them. And then this year, you know, we kind of hoped that we would be past that. But it's just like you said, it's just a new set of challenges in some of the same ways and some different ways. Staffing is a huge issue for everyone right now. I'm really struggling with it. Um, I have recently... Uh, one of the big things that has happened to me since joining the Mastermind is that I moved my production from my home office or workshop to a, a different location, which was has been incredible in so many ways and very difficult in a lot of other ways too. Um, and then what that also means for me now is that I can't just like come out at 6am and start making products or I can't stay up until 1am to make products because it's not at my house anymore. You know, it's actually at a different location, which is nice because it's not at my house and uh-huh. I can get away from it, but it, it, you know, presents different challenges. And so when I have someone call out of work or, you know, when someone's sick or someone's children are sick or can't go to school or whatever, it's, you know, that's just, it's been a big challenge in itself. Um, and then the other challenge that I know a lot of the, a lot of other makers are, are facing right now are supply chain um, challenges because everything is delayed and, or not available, um, or you know, we're having to like change a lot of what we're using because you know we just have to kind of use what we, whatever we can find at this point, or else we can't make it at all. So that you know that was something that we faced last year as well. Um, I feel like people were a little bit more understanding about it because it was sort of like you couldn't even right. find toilet paper toilet paper last year, or you yeah. know, um, this year I think people are still understanding, um, but it's just. Like it's even worse than it was last year um, mm-hmm. in terms of finding some of the the ingredients or packaging or you know um, any of the things that we need to, that we use to make the product. Yeah. Hey friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? 
Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know, I see. I keep saying content, and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they want to create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy, they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. When Mina and I were sort of forecasting, because we met, was it March 1st or something of 2020? And we had mm-hmm. pre-recorded this podcast because we saw the pandemic coming and we were kind of precursor talking about what should people be aware of? What should they do? We're talking about supply chain. We we talked about that, but I don't think that we thought it was going to go this far out. Yeah. So right. we were thinking for the holidays. The holidays season. of last year. Yeah. yeah. It's because it's on a global level too. So domestically, everything is really slow. Like are, are we have paper mills and adhesive that, for example, I can't get, but it's domestic. And then there's other people who have global issues where, you know, even like Uline, for example, like if you order your shipping supplies, that comes from, you know, manufacturers that I'm guessing that are overseas. And then that even gets stopped. So I, when we predicted it, we really thought that it was going to be supply chain with, you know, small businesses that they would look for something domestically and that would be able to move them forward in a way that um, could get them going. And then also pre ordering their, supplies for yeah. shipping but now we're we're like we've hit a, a wall again of yeah. uh, i don't know like everything's converging and the supply that was there is now very slow you and know I think chain reaction we didn't necessarily mm-hmm. obviously we didn't know about like the government supplementing you know doing unemployment which then caused yeah. people to not go to their jobs or it's harder for you to staff right and yeah. so i know everything's changing again but it was it's a really interesting ripple effect that happened where and also some countries still shut down you know or like the ports or like the Suez Canal getting blocked this last year I mean there are so many things that have happened so you know the point of this whole conversation is like the idea of the pivot right like as entrepreneurs you just kind of have to always kind of stay on our toes and pivot and make it work and give ourselves grace and allow for things to happen if I know I've said this to you, but like if the doors have to close to the shop on a day or two because there's no staff, it's okay. I think the coolest thing that's happened, especially for women, I mean, a lot of things for women changed because women left the workforce, right? They went home. But the other side for me as a woman that's done a lot of work from home and been on Zoom calls and stuff is that flexibility that people are like, oh yeah, the kids are there. Oh yeah, the dog's barking. Oh yeah, yeah, like I get why the door is shut. So it's like, it's instead of it like black and white, we've all moved into the gray area of allowing life. Right, right. Real life, yeah. To combine with business versus before, especially as a woman when I worked in corporate for other people, it was like, 
I have kids. Well, those are separate, you know? Oh, yeah, you have right. to leave early to go get your kids because they're sick. Like, well, that sucks, you know? Instead of like, yeah. oh yeah, I totally understand. You can pick up on the call on Zoom. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That, that has been a huge... And I think that that has carried through, you know, um, in, you know, same thing with my, with my employees. And then the, when I have to have a call or, you know, um, I think that it's just, it's very widely accepted now that things are just more real, you know, that real life is just part of it and we've all accepted it and it kind of makes it more, everything is more relatable, I think, because, you know, it's not, oh, right. Well, I had to bring my kids with me too the other day or, you know, oh, I totally get it. You know, so I think everything is more relatable. And I think that that's something good that's come out of the whole pandemic or place that we're in right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the idea, like we hold ourselves to these really high standards, but then Mm -hmm. remembering that it is seasonal. It is, we're all doing the best we can right now and like letting our, letting us get through this because we will come out on another side. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like before it felt like we were navigating on our own. Now it definitely feels like, you know, everybody has their own version of navigating. That's for sure. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, during 2020, it was like we really got to see that on social media, like we never have before. Mm -hmm. But also, we got to connect with a lot of people that we never have before, too. So there's been really good things that have come out of, you know, working and blending that together. So now it's like, oh, okay, now we get to see the real stories of social media. We get to connect with our customers at a different level. Everybody has their own version of a platform and their own version of a story, you know? Right. Um, and the thing that's nice, and I think that, you know, this is the optimist side of me, is that as we're moving into it, even though it feels like there's so much uncertainty, it does feel like it's less divisive than it used to be. Mm-hmm. At least for me, anyways, like I, I kind of feel that way. So then it's just like, oh, okay, we're figuring it out. We're having more empathy towards each other. We are, nobody has the right answers, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we've seen. Nobody has the right answers. And everybody has, you know, probably on the, the brink of their worst day or their best day, you know? So yeah. like knowing that about each other. But, you know, being an entrepreneur, I think that we're almost better equipped to deal with it than the normal people, you know, because we're used to the pivoting. We're used yeah. to the, you know, get up and do it. We're used to the, you know, living in seasons and, you know, the roller coaster, I guess. Yeah. And so I think that that's really suited you well during this time is because like you, for example, have already gone through that path of shutting down a store. You've already gone through the path of having a team and making a store look like how you want it to be. And, and figuring it out. You have moved your production, for example. So there's been so many good things that you've done too. And it feels like, you know, it should be moving faster. But at the same time, you have a lot of things that you're moving all at once. Yeah. You have wholesale, you have re, uh, direct to customer, you have a brick and mortar, you have, uh, you know, production. <laughs> yeah. You know, the list is going on and on here. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about. I'd love to know sort of some of your wins, like your your progress. How 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 are you doing? What's happening in your world? So I I feel like, you know, um, and like I had said, you know, when we were talking just a few minutes ago, is that I feel like when I sit down and I kind of, it's easy I, for me, I think, and for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's easy to kind of 
think about like, oh, well, I really wanted to do this and I haven't done that yet. And then I, I really, you know, I should be doing that or why am I not doing that? Um, and that's like where my brain goes all the time. All of the things I should be doing or I want to do. But if I, when I sit down and I think about, you know, okay, let me like just put into perspective, like what, what do I, what have I done this year? Um, and it, it, the list is, is pretty long. And, you know, I feel like uh, that entrepreneurs need to do that for themselves more often because I think that we don't give ourselves nearly enough credit for the things that we do accomplish. Or, you know, we, we do something that's great and we think like, oh, well, yeah, well, you know, that's no big deal. Um, so I, I feel like for me, moving my production out of my home space into a, a new space was a really big deal for me. It was a big deal um, from the perspective of I just needed the separation. Um, there are definite benefits, like I said before, to being able to just come out at 6 a.m. and start working or work until the middle of the night. But I needed that break. I needed to not be able to do that because if it's here, I will do it because I'm I'm a worker and I like working and you know, and if things need to get done, I just do them. So I needed the break. I um, one of the things that when I started the mastermind that I was really struggling with was that I was really standing in my own way for so many things. I was, you know, creating a huge bottleneck in my company um, where basically, like, I was doing everything, and which that's fine when you're when you're a small company, but as you grow, then it just becomes not feasible any longer. You know, it's I can't be making products and packaging products and running the store and reaching out to wholesale customers and doing you know I can't do all of that and I was trying to do all of it and not doing a very good job of it at all and so you know then I am feeling really down on myself because I'm feeling like I'm you know not doing all the things I should be doing so in the mastermind I, that one of the things I really focused on and, and worked with and the cohorts that we have worked with other people and work with the two of you is to really kind of figure out what are things that I need to be doing, like the, the roles that I have to have. And then what are things that I can release to other people, um, which is really hard for someone who mm -hmm. likes doing everything um, and who likes to be in control. It's very hard to like give that up. Um, but I did. And it was, it was challenge. It still remains very challenging for me. Um, but it has really allowed me to focus on other things that I wouldn't have been able to focus on before. And so I've been able to reach out to new wholesale customers or focus more on social media, which is going to be the death of me, but you know, <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, you didn't yeah. hire someone for that. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, you know, it's allowed me to focus on other things. And so, you know, as a result, my sales are way ahead of last year where they were at this point. And I feel like I'm on a good like trajectory to, um, you know, to reach my goals. And, uh, you know, I feel like my team continues to grow. Um, and I'm putting different, you know, things in place, like different, you know, um, procedures and processes and systems in place to have things be really standardized so that I'm, I can go on vacation. Cause before I literally couldn't step away from the business at all. Cause it would just stop, you know, mm -hmm. without me. And so now I've been able to just, even if I can go away for, you know, a few days or whatever, I was able to go to Jamaica, um, in April, which was a huge deal. Cause I would have never been able to do that. So, you know, just being able to like put those things in place so that I can take a break for, you know, a few days and the business doesn't come to a screeching halt 
is a huge win, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yes. Little thing, I mean, you know? absolutely. Yeah. I remember that, that you were gone for a bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, it does feel good. And if it was there waiting for you, like, you know, like how it normally is, like you said, you'd work till two in the morning. It is really hard to leave that because then you actually see it waiting for you. you like the dishes in the sink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which is hard to relinquish power even in the house too, right? Like control of like asking for help, hiring for help even yeah. in the home. So it's like a lot of, a lot of things that we, I think as women have always like worn the hats on mm-hmm. and felt like, okay, if I am able to do this, we, at least I feel like I wish that I didn't have to do it again and again and again. <laughs> yeah. I'm taken care of. Yeah. Like, is yeah. that laundry has to be done again? I don't, I don't know. What? Yeah. So what is this? Never ending laundry? Yeah. Um, so what's cool about your story too is that you're kind of what you've said is like, at least in being in the mastermind has allowed you to get out of your own way. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like really. And that's a key point of the mastermind is, and we've talked about this, but that a lot of times as product-based business owners, we are the bottleneck. And it doesn't actually mm-hmm. matter where we're at. In there, At some point, we will become the bottleneck again. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is taking stuff off of our plate and trusting that someone else can do it. But then you're great at entrepreneurship. Mina and I are great at entrepreneurship. It's the business owner part. Mm-hmm. The like, how do I run this team? What do they follow? Do I create standard operating procedures? How do I train them and then let, let it stay off of my plate versus come back onto my plate is the stuff that um, we have to learn and develop skills and be surrounded by other people that are kind of doing the same thing as us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what was a really key component is that there's a, there are a lot of other people who they may not be exactly in the same place that I are. They may be a little ahead of me or a little behind me, or maybe they are at the same place, but it's really nice to kind of have someone to reach out to and say like, okay, here's where I am. Like, I have tried to think about like all of this, the possible solutions, but maybe I'm missing something. And almost always somebody comes back with something and you're like, oh, well, okay, why didn't I think, you know, it's, it's maybe right in front of your face, but you just can't see it. And um, it's just, it's not that you want anyone else to struggle, but it's nice to see other people struggling with you, you know, yeah. to know oh, that gosh. you're not everybody the only is one. struggling. That's the yeah. thing. It's not that you want them to is the truth that everybody has their own version of their right. own struggles. Yeah. And so even multimillionaires, billionaires, they have struggles too. They're real people too. <laughs> They're just like us. <laughs> okay. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's nice knowing that other people, not that yeah. they're struggling, but I mean we all have we're, you know, navigating life we've never yeah. lived before, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think it's great. And, and, but, but just that awareness, right? Because, in, and when we started the product class, we always said, like, you're not alone because it always, you know, entrepreneurship is lonely, product based business ownership is lonely. And then growing these out of our homes because the majority of our students and not the majority, but a good part of them do start their businesses at home. Mm-hmm. They do tend to be, 50% of our of our audience are makers. So they tend to be people who have created something with their own two hands, made it from home, and maybe don't know the steps forward yet, but they do want to grow this into a business. And then it's the whole idea of like gaining that confidence as the business yeah. owner, but also allowing for time. So what's cool about you is that you've grown your business, but it sounds like you're not working as much as you did before. No. Okay. I well, mean, I mean, you're not shifting the time. I should say, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. It's true. I, I'm able to take time away to 
go to a softball game or go over to my family's house on a Sunday, which before I wouldn't have been able to, I would have been like literally chained to the job. So yes, I have, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I necessarily work less, but I'm just able to like restructure it or work it around my life more, which mm-hmm. is, I think for me, that was a huge goal because a lot of people, you know, we want to be entrepreneurs and it sounds like great, like, oh, well, you're going to be able to make your own hours and do what you want. And if that, no, you know, 24, you're like, you mean our yeah. 24 hours of work? <laughs> yeah, <now>? yeah. <laughs> 24, <laughs> eight, you know? Right. So but I wanted to at least be able to kind of, you know, if I need to take off or if I, if I'm not feeling well or a kid's not feeling well or whatever, I have the flexibility to, to do that where I didn't have that flexibility before. So amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and one of the things that you said about being alone is that I think it can be a very, very lonely journey. Um, not that people don't want to help or aren't trying to help, but unless you are an entrepreneur, you don't really understand, um, the, you know, you don't really understand the struggles or you don't, and, and, and yeah. particularly, I mean, I've never, obviously I've never been a male entrepreneur, but I, I think particularly for oh, they're female, fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for female entrepreneurs, um, and particularly for moms, it, you know, it, just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean that like you, you get to like, you release any of your other duties or anything mm-hmm. like that. So it's, it's just kind of compounded. And so as much as my husband, like he, he wants to understand and he tries and he's so supportive and he's very helpful. Sometimes he just doesn't get it just because he doesn't get it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice to be able to like have a like-minded group of people that I can go to and just, even if I just need to like vent or, you know, yeah. just share something or whatever, everybody gets it. Cause we're all there, you know, we, right. That's why we laugh at the same jokes, you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. like we get it. Um, that's one of the things that, I think people get confused that if they hire a team, like when we say hire a team, it doesn't make you any less lonely in my mind because your challenges are different than your employees. Yeah. So you can't go to your employees and talk to them about, man, you're a pain to manage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, it's just a different thing that you're going to people that are at the same level with you yeah. that have different challenges. Right, right. And it's like, um, you'll never go to them for the, with the numbers, for example. So I think right, that some right. people think that, you know, oh, if I have a team, I can bounce ideas off of that person and I can, it, it'll help me make decisions. But that's not what your team is made to do. Mm-hmm. It really is for you to, you know, like I think there has to be something outside of that. And then if it's not a spouse or somebody, then it's hard. You have to find that com- community of people. Yeah. Like a mastermind, like our mastermind. Yeah, for sure. So what's coming up for you? Oh gosh. Um, (laughs) I, I, we're just going to keep, you know, making our stuff for our uh, stock is for retailers, but you know, just plugging along. Keeping on. Keeping on. Yep. I feel like part of the struggle is a little bit the uncertainty of it. But like you said before, we're, we're kind of used to the uncertainty now. At least we know that we don't know what it will be, but we know there will be uncertainty. So we, it, you know, it helps us kind of roll with it a little bit. And I have a feeling, I feel like it's going to be a really good year. I do. I'm excited for it. I'm excited. Yeah. I guess I have like an off the cuff question, but for okay. the mastermind supporting you through this next quarter, because cause I hear some of the overwhelm in your voice. So <laughs> you, and, you and all of the product bosses. I, I didn't hide it very well, right? September to October, the time of year. Uh-huh. But like from the mastermind and knowing yeah. that you have this group of people and you have Mina and I, like what, what, 
what would you look to us all for to kind of support you through this part of the season? Like what, how can we be there for you? I think again, just like knowing that we're all kind of going through this time and going through the struggles or even like the triumphs, like together, um, is, is really powerful to know that, you know, if I have like a, a moment, you know, like a panic moment that I have like a group of people to like turn to that I know will be able to kind of like jump in and pick me up and be there for me so that I don't feel like I have to figure it out by myself, mm-hmm. which is really, which has been like really instrumental in many different phases or things that I've gone through. I think that just retail has changed as we all know in the past couple of years. And I think that it's, it continues to change. And so what maybe what we had done like a couple of years ago is not really applicable to what we're doing this year, last year, or this year. So I think that um, like with the mastermind, uh, I'm probably going to be kind of like turning to the mastermind to see like, okay, um, what kind of things are are people doing differently that w- than we've done in the past? Like, are there different ideas, different ways to kind of like engage people or, um, you know, different ways to kind of work around supply chain issues or shipping issues or any of the things that we kind of saw last year that we, it was like, we were all like deer in headlights last year. Like, Oh my gosh, what do we do? Just kind of navigating around those things differently and kind of preparing for, you know, how those might impact us or, you know, what we can do to steer away from them, I guess. I mean, yeah. Great idea. And I think that action really begets action, you know, like so being around people who take action. I remember in July when we had that meeting with you, you were like, I'm really far away from my goal, but I have my open house next week. And then, you know, you had like an amazing open house. Mm -hmm. Or was it open house? It was your birthday. It was our birthday, yeah. Yeah. And um, and you knocked it out of the park. And that was a difference of one week. Yeah. So what we're seeing is a lifetime happens in one week, two weeks, this whole year. I mean, I, it feels like a decade in a year. And then last year was another decade. So it was like... This year lot- feels like a minute. Last year <laughs> felt like a decade. I don't know. I don't, yeah. It was like wavering in between the two, a minute versus a decade, yeah. depending yeah. on which week. Um, but I think that too, because having the group, knowing that they're taking action too, mm-hmm. like um, it even keeps me going. And I know yeah. that, you know, like, because I'm like, oh, okay, well, I don't need to like let this stop me. I can do it and I can get through it because I've, you know, gone through these other things and I see these other people doing it in their own way. And it kind of just like motivates you to keep going because you're around other people that are like, yeah. okay, this is hard, but clearly we can do it, you know? Yeah, I think when you're surrounded by that energy, like it's just, it's contagious. You can't help but when we have our mastermind calls, I can't help but to want to like get off of our call and just really kind of jump into everything. And, and then Mm -hmm. there's also the accountability of it. You know, when we set our goals, you know, and I think I'm like checking and I'm like, well, you know, I'm $2,000 away from my goal. Like, no, like I'm going to, you know, (laughs) what do I have to do to get get that extra $2,000 to get my goal? You know, so there's the accountability part of it that, I want to show up just like everyone else is showing up. I'm going to show up too. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I love Such it. a good way to wrap this. Yeah. Um, so share with everyone who's listening how they can buy from you, support you, and follow you. Our website is um, bblends.com. So it's B-E-B-L-E-N-D-S.com. And then on Instagram, we are at The Essential. And on Facebook, we are at bblends. And they can come visit your shop if they're in town. And our store is in Sykesville on Main Street. 
Um, so if you are in Maryland and Sykesville, come see us at the store. We're so excited to see how you round out this year and um, how you blow through your goals. And I'm so excited to see you blow the $2,000. Like, let's get you there. <laughs> I made it. I'm there. You're there. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, thank you for being on and sharing your story. And I hope that this is inspiring to all of you listening. Thank you for yeah. having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Class Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the product class community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shoponeinfive.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shop1in5.com.